0: Hey, what's up, friends? Grant Bolton here. Delighted to have you here listening to the Speaker Lab podcast for another episode of our Coaches Corner series. Now, there are a lot of fun perks in our Speaker Lab programs, but our amazing coaches who guide our students through the ups and downs of building a speaking business are the heart of our mission. Every single day, our coaches dedicate their wealth of experience to helping our students gain the clarity and the confidence that they need to make an impact as a professional speaker. Today, our Director of Student Success, Mary Alice Goldsmith, is going to be taking over the show. Alongside One of our other incredible coaches and together they're going to guide you through time tested strategies and tough topics with the practical advice and wisdom that only comes through decades of experience. So whatever stage of your speaking journey that you're in, I know that you're going to benefit from this conversation. So without further ado, I'm going to pass the mic to them. Enjoy.
1: All right, so, today I am with Michelle and Nora for today's Coach's Corner podcast. Super excited to be with you. How are you?
2: I'm happy to be here. I'm good. How about you?
1: Good. I actually had a testimonial video today, and uh, the student could not sing your praises enough.
2: Aww. I
1: know. And it was all about confidence, which I love because that's one of our missions, right? To give our students the confidence, clarity, and a clear path to their speaking success. So, great job. Great job Thank on giving you giving our students that confidence they need to get out there. Awesome. You. Yeah. So I'm excited to talk to you today because I know this is mutually one of our favorite, uh, modules is yeah. module one, right. Uh, discovering your expert positioning statement, but also understanding the value of that and what that brings to your business. And so, um, how it affects your branding, how it affects your copy, how it affects your confidence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like how I spun <laughs> that in there. Good job. Um, so let, let's talk first, let's start from the beginning. What exactly is an EPS?
2: So I think of an EPS, your expert positioning statement, as kind of like the, the mission statement of your of your speaking business. Who are you as a speaker and what do you bring to the market that you're serving? Mm-hmm. Your expert positioning statement comprises of three main parts, uh, primarily your audience, the particular problem that you're helping to solve, and also the transformation that you're promising as a result of, of solving the particular problem. So your expert positioning statement is, in a lot of ways, if you if you were to think about your speaking business kind of like a pyramid, your expert positioning statement is really the foundation, the base of that pyramid, because everything from your talks to your website creation, to your demo, to your messaging, when you are prospecting, um, it all derives from your expert positioning statement. So it's really important that you have a very clear vision of, um, of what that statement is.
1: Yeah, I, I, it's it's definitely the foundational piece of everything, and and I think some people who don't understand that might think, oh, come on, guys, you're putting way too much emphasis on this, you know? Um, yeah. But it it really is that that the the door to opening that confidence that we're talking about, because when you know what you're an expert in, when you know um, who you are speaking to, and what problems you're solving it does give you that kick to your step, right? Correct. Correct. Go ahead, go ahead.
2: No, I was just gonna say, um, you're you're right on the mark because once you have that clarity of who you're serving and what uh, you uniquely bring to the table and bring to your market, it does empower you to to step out more boldly uh, for opportunities and to not be timid about presenting yourself to the marketplace and what you can offer. If you know that you have something of value, and you know the exact people uh, who you're you're wanting to present this value to, then there there's a confidence and a boldness that um, that having that that clarity lends itself to. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I think the other thing too that I see happen is,, um, and I'm sure you have seen this too, when students come in and and they're talking, this is the initial phase. This is module one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they come in and and th- they know that they have a story but they're not sure who really wants to hear it. Yeah. Um. You know, you have your Mel Robbins, your Tony Robbins, you have your, you know, well, he's since gone, but like your Dr. Wayne Dwyer, like you have all these mm-hmm. big people who are talking about um, some amazing things. And so there is something in a speaker that can make them think, well, who's going to listen to me, sure. right? Mm-hmm. And I really think this expert positioning helps them unlock their value and how, Sure. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Tony talks about similar things that you talk about, but he doesn't talk about it the way that you're going to talk about it. Exactly. And I really think it gives students uh, and our speakers the opportunity to really, um, to understand that and to understand that the value that they bring matters and that people do want to hear what they have to say because of the experience that they particularly have in it that maybe your Tony or your Mel's or your Wayne's don't have. And I think that's a really important thing to, to um, get across to our students at this phase of the program. Um, this is your opportunity to find your expertise, what you bring to the table and how you're going to make an impact. And so, yeah, we do. We put a lot of weight into your expert positioning statement because it does give you that kick to your step. It does give you that foundation uh, to your business. And that's really, really important.
2: Correct. And and I love what you said though about, uh, you know, Tony Robbins, Mel Robbins. And sometimes people forget Tony Robbins wasn't always Tony Robbins, right? I mean, he always had the name, but he didn't start off on these gigantic stages. He started off in, you know, hotel ballrooms kind of pu- pulling together his own uh, scrappy gorilla style okay. events and he had to start somewhere. So I think a, a mistake that a lot of people in general make, but uh, certainly students can can lend themselves to is the comparison trap. And that's where you're comparing your day one to somebody else's year 20.
1: Mm -hmm. And
2: of course, there's going to look like there's a huge uh, disparity because they've just, they had more time, but they too had a day one. And so um, now's the time to to start. And also remember, and I love uh, that Grant says this in module one, he talks about all you need to do is be a little bit further ahead than your audience. Mm -hmm. You don't need to you know, have a doctorate per se in, in what you're speaking about. Um, but if you have some experience, you've learned some lessons and you can help somebody move through, uh, whatever, whatever issue you're discussing, then you are an expert <laughs> in their eyes because you you're a little further, further ahead of the journey. Uh, mm-hmm. and I remember feeling that way when I was, for example, in, in high school. I remember thinking that 20, 20-something year olds knew everything. <laughs> I remember thinking to myself, like, yes, they are they are actual adults. They they are able to to drink and drive, like uh, not drink and drive, but they're able yeah, to Yeah,
1: please don't drink and drive. No, please do not drink and drive. <laughs>
2: but um, I'm just thinking like all of the adult things that you know a teenager thinks that um that adults do and that they're, they are able to do. And I just remember thinking at that age, man, there's, they have so much wisdom and they, they know what life is about. Not realizing now in my thirties, olds don't know anything, (laughs) (laughs) but they were a little ahead of me in the journey. And that was the point.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's such a valuable point and it's really important. I think the other important aspect of the expert positioning statement is, you know, um, we're speakers, but we're also humans. We're humans first, right? Mm -hmm. And we have so many, like, I could speak about a lot of different things. Yes. Doesn't mean people are going to listen to me, but I could speak about a lot of different things, <laughs> right? Comes with age. But um, what the expert positioning statement does, it really defines your quote unquote lane, if you will. Yeah. And when you know what you speak about and you know who you're speaking to, and most importantly, you know, the sol- the problem that you're solving it really does give you that confidence. And I think that that's so important um, to understand this exercise that we take our students through in module one um, is profound. Mm-hmm. I, I just literally just got off a call with a, a dual speaking team, really cool. Mm-hmm. And they have worked with a numerous amount of coaching um, at different companies to nail their marketing. And they've been so extremely frustrated mm-hmm. and they are so grateful for module one, because wow. it's really given them so much clarity about where to start. They, they, they know their content, which is great, mm-hmm. but again, you could talk about a lot of things to a lot of different people. So how do you take that content and really point that dial to a specific audience with a specific problem and a specific outcome? Um, and so I love, I love those moments of clarity and aha, and wow, this is, this is amazing, right? absolutely and that's, that's what the expert positioning statement does.
2: Really? It truly does.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. Um, so you talked about the pyramid. I like that visual, um, and, and the importance of this being the foundation of the, of the business. Uh, let's talk about transition a little bit. So. The I think the initial conversation about expert positioning that we just covered was more the emotional pull, right? That confidence, that kick to your step, that that uh, clarity of what you speak about, who you speak to, and the, the problems that you solve. But now mm-hmm. let's talk about like brand cohesion and mm-hmm. how your expert positioning statement uh, really does that and helps you stay on track. Talk a little bit about
2: that. Absolutely. So when I think of my my expert positioning statement, I I often tell students that your EPS is kind of like the compass of your speaking business, because like you just said, we can speak about a lot of things. (laughs) We're speakers. So there's a a, a tremendous amount of uh, topics that we can cover and and dive into. Um, But you have to be careful to, to stay on brand with your speaking business. And a lot of our students, they're not just speakers. They may be coaches, they may be authors, they may have a podcast, they, they may be developing and building an entire uh, lifestyle brand, which is great. But if your messaging is confused, your audience is going to be confused and you're, you're eventually going to lose traction. So it's incredibly important to stay on brand. And that's what I mean when I say brand cohesion. Does it make sense for the direction that your brand is going in? So I'll use a really, really basic example. Um, if you think of any major brand like Apple or Nike or Burger King, right? Immediately you can see the logos, you know exactly what they do, you know what they're um what they're serving in in the market. No one would ever expect to walk into an Apple store and see them flipping burgers. Like it just there would be complete cognitive dissonance, right? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. So um and and the the most successful brands are the ones that Not only are they innovative, but they recognize what lane they're in and they stay in that lane. Um, If they start to deviate from it too much, then they're diluting their brand. Uh, And so it's similar for for speakers. Uh, When you look at your expert positioning statement, I kind of equate it to being like an umbrella. You don't want the umbrella to be... So wide that it's completely ineffective, and water's getting in everywhere. Um, but you also uh, you you do want it to be defined in such a way that, and and open enough that you can fit different topics, but they need to make sense for for overall your overall messaging. Mm-hmm. So i'll I'll use um I'll use myself as an example. Uh, I'm in the faith based world, and I speak on prophetic listening, but that is a very specific skill set. So if I wanted to expand out a little bit, really what my branding is, I help people hear God. That's that's the gist of it. Now, if you want to take a look at my expert positioning statement, it's I teach Christians how to hear God with certainty so they can live a radically blessed life. So within the expert, my expert positioning statement, I already have a very clearly defined audience, Christians. Um, I have a very clear problem that I'm helping to solve, hearing God with certainty, and with that topic alone, I'm able to go into what prophetic listening is. I'm able to go into um, discernment, like how do you know if you're hearing God versus um, your own voice. Um, I can go into other topics such as um, uh, just confidence with hearing God, hearing God with other people. So there's there's a multitude of, of topics, but I'm still staying on brand, right? right. Um, now, if I were to start talking about... Um, Let's just say if I, if I were to go into uh, increase your bank account <laughs> or financial services or something like that, like that wouldn't make any, any, unless you
1: added the tagline by listening to God.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, Would that be a promise? Uh, so, but, but my point is, uh, you really want to stay within um, your wheelhouse in a way that makes sense. And that doesn't mean that you can't expand over time. I think of um, figures like Dave Ramsey. When he started out and everybody, as soon as you hear Dave Ramsey, you think the money guy, right? <laughs> Financial Peace University. That's what he started off with. But over time, he grew it into speaking about entrepreneurship and leadership. And, he, you know, he started to kind of grow outside of that um, personal finance sphere, but he did it in a way that made sense and was gradual. And so when I think of um, your, your EPS or when, when students think of their EPS, they really should think about, is this going to be my compass and my true north? And does it make sense for where I want to go long term as well?
1: Mm-hmm. no it's it's so, so much value you added there and um you know expert positioning statement is is it's a marketing asset as well right mm-hmm. and Absolutely. so however you write it it has to feel in alignment um i remember i was at a crossroads with my business i was doing a lot of like smaller course type stuff yeah. and i was like you know i want to take this to the next level like i reached six figures i want to teach other women how to reach six figures and so i added that to my eps i help female entrepreneurs go from five figures to six figures a, yeah, oh, in a year. Cool. Yeah. And that changed everything, right? It changed Why did everything. I sign up to your program? <laughs> but it did. It, it was amazing because I'm like, why do I keep attracting people with no money, no time, and a mindset that this is impossible? I'm like, hello, because I was reaching out. I help female entrepreneurs go from struggle to hustle or from hustle to... You know, like I had this, like all these like negative, like you're in a struggle, you're hustling and you're not getting ahead. Mm -hmm. And when I had that realization, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm attracting exactly who I'm speaking to Mm -hmm. right Not that I didn't want to help them, but I wanted to help that person who was had some momentum and Mm -hmm. was ready to take it to the next level. And so our words matter and how we position ourselves really matter. And so almost before you even start with the expert positioning, you have to think about, well, what do I want to build here?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Who do I want to be? And who do I want to attract? And that's really, really important to have that, that level of discernment of, of who you are, how you're showing up in the world and who you want to surround yourself with. And your expert positioning statement really does um, reflect that. And so we, it's, it's a matter of using your words wisely so that your brand could be cohesive to, from the, from the moment I land on your website to the moment you send me a proposal with your abstract, to the moment you stand on stage. And for a really elementary example, if if you have this like, oh, I help female entrepreneurs go from six figures to multiple seven figures. Well, I have a very clear perception in my mind what that looks like. Mm-hmm. So if you send me a proposal and you're in ripped jeans and a tank top Well, that seems (laughs) exactly, Michelle almost spit out her water. That seems totally not congruent, right? To brand cohesive. And then you show up on stage and you're in shorts and flip-flops, right? So all of it really matters. Like what you're saying and how you're showing up, it really, really matters. Um, It makes me think of my son one morning, I was sitting in my office and he was heading out to school, high school, and he came down and he's in pajama pants. I said, "Um, excuse me, where are you going? He's like, oh, I'm going to school. I said, oh, oh, honey, darling, love. (laughs) You are not going to school like that. He's like, why? Well, everybody does it. I go, no, 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 no. Okay. You wouldn't wear that to the gym and you wouldn't wear that to church. You're not wearing that to school, (laughs) right? (laughs) So I made him change. He was very mad at me. But seriously, it, it matters because what you're wearing, what you're saying, how you're showing up, it's it's all a part of the persona, the essence of who you are. And so it's really important that you honor that from the words you write down with your expert positioning statement, to the proposals you send, to the, to the way you stand on that stage, and of course, to the experience you create for your people.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So, this is why we put so much weight into this. This is a big <laughs> deal.
2: <laughs> and it's fun. It's It's also, yeah. it can be very... Fun and enjoyable. I think sometimes students they feel intimidated mm-hmm. by the EPS because it is important. But if you're thinking about, wow, this is your business. This is the future of your business. This is where you get to decide who you want to speak to, what you want to speak about, how you're how you're showing up in the marketplace. I think if if more people looked at it as as the beautiful and wonderful opportunity it is, as opposed to this. Ah, I'm going to do this. <laughs> um, They would get so much more out of the process.
1: Totally. And, and just a little secret for those who are really resistant about it, just because you write it today doesn't mean it won't change a year from now or six exactly. months from now. Okay. We always, always give our businesses room to breathe and evolve, yep. but for today, what makes sense for you? Exactly. So Anybody that's feeling that angst or feeling boxed in, let that go and just know that this is just a moment in time and it's just for today. But a year from now, after you've had a year of experience of speaking on stages and really representing your brand, you're going to know if you're ready to take it to the next level or not, for sure. So I always like to put that out there with our students, especially those who are struggling with that. Um, because it's it's not like, oh, you only get one shot to write this, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> this it's is written in blood. There's nothing <laughs> there's no change. In you're never ever. <laughs> oh. so the other part of this is thinking long term. Okay. So maybe right now you're you just have this great concept and you want to speak about it. And one of the things we do here at the speaker lab, we're like, that's amazing. I love that you want to speak about that and make an impact. What else do you foresee this doing, right? If you get on stage and you're talking about um, financial planning for colleges, do you think that you might end up getting people saying, can you help me do that for my son? So maybe consulting or a book. So let's talk about how the expert positioning statement, we also want to consider, if, if you want this, you don't have to have this, but we also want to consider branches of the business.
2: Absolutely. So, uh, and, and to me as a creative person, this part is, is really fun. Uh, there are so many areas that you can branch off into with your own personal business and, and with entrepreneurship. So, uh, you can, Maybe you're an author. Maybe you decide that you want to write uh, multiple books on your your area of expertise. Maybe you decide that you you want to have your own podcast, like this like the Speaker Lab. You want to have your own podcast. Uh, maybe you decide that you want to do uh, consulting, coaching, e courses. Uh, so when I joined the Speaker Lab as a student, I actually already had most of my business components in place. Mm-hmm. I had a coaching practice. I had employees. Uh, who, who were handling the, the one-on-one clients at that point, I was developing a certification program on top of the the um, coaching to client uh, model. And then I had my books and my e-courses. So for me, that was kind of the suite of what my business looked like. We've had other students come on board who they're doctors, they're lawyers. They have full-blown Practices in place, and they're speaking uh, either as a lead-in to build up their their current businesses, or they're they're doing this in conjunction with their um, with their other businesses. So there are so many ways that you can branch out, and the beauty of of business is you get to decide because mm-hmm. it's your it's your endeavor. I will encourage people to do what feels true to you, because I think a lot of entrepreneurs and just people in general, I think this is human nature. We can get caught up in, oh, they're doing a podcast. I should do one too. Right. Or, oh, they're on TikTok. I need to be on TikTok. Or it's just so many, <laughs> there's so many uh, red herrings left, right, and center, but you need to figure out what's true to me and to who I am. Maybe you are just a speaker who that's all you want to do. You want to be road warrior, travel from place to place and, you know, speak till the wheels come off. Great. Do that. Uh, that you only get, you only get one life. So you get to decide what works for you. And as you experiment, the beauty of it is you get to discover. um, And, and like you said earlier, Mary Alice, you get to change and, and evolve. And so when I started my, my speaking business, I had my, my coaching business. And then as I continued to speak, I just realized Huh, I don't know if I really want to manage coaches right now. I kind of just like to train, certify them and release them to mm-hmm. do their their own um, practices. And that worked beautifully for me because it freed up more of my time and brain space to focus on the things that I love doing. Um, so there's room to to grow and evolve as you develop your, your business.
1: Yeah. I love that. I love honoring how you want to uh, run the business, but also live your life. Hello. Yeah. Work-life yeah. balance, right? There's there's that. Um, we have a great uh, success story. Kate, her last name is totally escaping me. I want to say Hayes, but she, she's running her entire speaking business successfully without any social media at all nice. because she just tapped in and did a gut check. And she's like, I don't want anything to do with social media. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're my idol. I love you. <laughs> you know? So check out that website. Um, yeah. I think the other two piece, too, is like you have this expert positioning statement. You love it. You know, you're connected to it. Um, but there is different ways of using it. Like You don't want to walk up to people and say, I help people <laughs> refurbish their home so they could live their best, most comfortable life and feel welcoming in their home. You're like, right? like, you don't a robot. So talk about different ways that we could use our expert positioning statement to create curiosity or, or further conversation about what we do.
2: Yeah, of course. So that <laughs> <laughs> because um think of it's kind of like like we said earlier, your expert positioning statement in a lot of ways is your your mission statement, your your big picture. This is what I bring to the table. So, so a lot of times it doesn't really make sense to say it verbatim. Maybe you just want to take one portion of your statement. So I gave the example earlier that my EPS is, uh, I teach Christians how to hear God's voice with certainty so they can live a radically blessed life. Well, most times if people ask me, well, what do you speak about? I just say, I, think I teach Christians how to hear God clearly, or I teach Christians how to hear God with certainty. Hmm. You know, um, I kind of cut it off at that point. Or I could say something like, I teach Christians um, how to live a radically blessed life, you know, or I, I talk about um, living a radically blessed life. So there are ways in which you can just Shorten it in, in such a way that it's natural. Mm-hmm. And these different components of your statement, you can take and put on the header, for example, on your website. So yeah. you don't have to have your entire EPS word for word on your on your heading. I have it on mine because <laughs> I like it. Yeah, but, uh, but you don't have to. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and and that's the beauty of of the statement is that there are so many different components to it that you could have a state you could. Talk about or make the emphasis of what you say, who your audience is and who you're serving. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Uh, or maybe you just want to talk about the particular uh, approach that you have. Maybe you have a particular methodology or framework, or or you know something with a unique. Um, in fact, I remember one of our one of our students. We were talking about sleep hygiene, mm. and um, and so she said something like, "Yeah, I speak about. Um, I teach people about sleep hygiene." And that phrase is just so, oh, what does that actually mean? Tell me more. Yeah, it (laughs) it causes people to perk up and go like, I've never heard of that phrase before. Like, tell, yeah, tell me more. Mm -hmm. So hmm, there's so many ways in which you can frame it. And it really is an intuitive process. But also don't be afraid to reach out to friends, colleagues, family members, uh, If uh, for those who are uh, in TSL. Ask it on circle <laughs> your your fellow speakers and just get their feedback on on if if you're heading in the right direction.
1: Yeah. No, for sure. I think it's um it's such a great tool for networking, you know, like to exactly. to use it in a way that gets people to say, tell me more about that. Right. Yeah. And yeah. when we say the whole statement, we kind of end the conversation because people are like, Oh, I, I I lost you after letter after word number six. Right. (laughs) And so, you know, having a summarization of your expert positioning statement can be really powerful to network, um, and get people curious, have a deeper conversation and then tie it into their pain point. And the next thing, you know, they're like, can you come speak at my next con? You know what I mean? So it's it's a smart way to network, um, where you don't just like vomit the whole thing, but you trickle these little unique points of it. Like you said, is that you want to come from the problem that you solve, or you want to come from the method that you use, but get people to get curious and ask you more questions. It can be very powerful.
2: And you said something really powerful just now about the pain points, because mm-hmm. uh, some of the best headers on on speakers' websites are questions that address the pain point that that speaker is going to help solve. Uh, so so coming at it from a, a question standpoint, it can be really powerful too. Mm. Um.
1: Okay, so let's talk about getting stuck. And this happens a lot, right? Mm-hmm. When you're crafting your expert positioning statement. Um, it's our businesses. We want to nail it. We want it to be the most perfect thing anybody has ever read. So, yeah. what are some tips and tricks when you're getting stuck on crafting this?
2: Well, uh, I highly recommend that you do a coaching session. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and I I love uh work doing some wordsmithing with students. Like I think that that's just my jam. But as far as the process goes, I would tell students: don't be surprised if it's taking you several iterations. It's supposed to. Anything, any book that you have read, any book that you find on a Barnes and Noble shelf, it has been edited at least a dozen times. Mm. Okay, that's just the process. If you want something that's good quality, there's going to take it's going to take an editing um, process. I went through. At least a dozen iterations of my EPS before I landed on one that I felt comfortable and solid with. And even then, <laughs> I still slightly changed the iteration as uh, as time went on. So I think going into it with a real realistic expectation of workshopping and wordsmithing is really important. And then um, also taking a look at the different components, kind of pulling them apart. So let's start. Maybe sometimes you want to start with your audience. Mm -hmm. Who do I actually have a heart to speak for? So there are some people who come into the speaker lab and they are extremely passionate about one, a certain group of people, maybe youth, right? Maybe college students, maybe um, female entrepreneurs. Uh, and, And from there, you're really kind of assessing and doing a deeper dive. Okay, who is this person more specifically? So creating an avatar, that can help. Yes. And the process. Um, and then also taking a look at another angle is your is the problem that you're helping to solve. Uh, there's plenty of speakers out there on, for example, mindfulness. Okay, great. What is your unique approach to mindfulness? What makes you stand out in the market? Uh, so that can help um, with, with the middle segment of your, of your EPS. And then the final part is the transformation. And I think a lot of times speakers get lost in the sauce with this Mm -hmm. because you have to, you have to see it from your audience's perspective. When they walk away from hearing you, what are they going to get out of it? What's going to change in their lives? Um, how are you serving them? And what's the transformation that they are going to experience? So if you can think about it and break it up into those three components, it makes it a lot easier rather than taking a look at the entire statement and going, oh, my gosh, I'm overwhelmed. I don't know. Totally. I start. Uh, and I would, I would also something I like to do with students is I call it a visualization <laughs> exercise. Mm-hmm. But basically, I'll have students close their eyes and just be magically transported to the gig of their dreams. Mm. And I'll just ask them questions. I'll ask them, what type of room are you in? Uh, what is the audience size? What does the audience look like? Uh, what are you saying? What's the essence of what you're saying? How are you dressed as you're presenting this? You know, because yeah. uh, that Love can that determine, are they speaking in a boardroom? Uh, is everybody kind of in a suit and tie situation? Are they speaking to um, a bunch of rowdy teenagers who, you know, are now sitting in rapt attention because they're sharing something so profound? By doing a deeper dive in that way, it allows me to see where, where a students' passion truly lies and that can help in developing their EPS as well.
1: Yeah, no, that's such great advice. Like really focusing on the different aspects of what you're speaking will do, um, and how it, and how you're going to do it. I think that's such great advice. Um, so let's talk about the moment you write your EPS. Maybe it's like a year or 18 months later and you're like, oh, I don't, (laughs) I don't even, I don't even connect with this anymore. Like, I don't even want to say this anymore. Oh my gosh. I've, how many times have you gone through that? Right? Like you're Mm -hmm. just, you just evolve as an entrepreneur and as a human being. And all of a sudden these things that you were so deeply connected to, not that they don't matter, but there's a new level. And so how, how do you shift gears with your EPS?
2: Um, I would say a lot of it is, is kind of doing some introspective (laughs) reflection Mm -hmm. and assessing, okay, where's my business now?
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, And who do I have a heart to serve now? And from personally, as someone who, kind of switched gears with my coaching business and transitioned into training and equipping coaches, it became clear to me that my audience had shifted. And, um, and that was specifically in my, in my coaching business. But then I realized, well, it probably will apply to my speaking as well, because if I'm really looking at teaching and training folks, then who are the type of people who want to be taught and trained specifically, like maybe in, in a more, um, either like a ministry capacity or maybe uh, as a coach or something like that. So it it caused me to reassess the different parts and components of my statement and section by section reevaluate what makes more sense to me. The The nice thing is as time goes on, you get to market test. So you get to see, okay, the market talks back to you. You're not just talking to the market and letting them know, "Hey, I have this really powerful thing, and you should enjoy it and and pay me for it and and eat it up." The market will say, "We're not interested in that," right. <laughs> or they'll say, "We love this," or they'll say, "Yeah, this is pretty good. Can you can you also do this?" Right. So it's really important to listen to the market um, as you are are exploring and getting your message out there. So for me. I started to pay attention to, wait a minute, who are some of my best clients? And also who are some of the best audience members? Like what, what were the gigs that I really enjoyed doing? Because they were on track, we were speaking the same language and I could see the growth happening mm-hmm. in front of my eyes. And when I started to assess that, it became more and more clear to me who my actual avatar was. Whereas in the beginning... I was kind of guessing, you know, I was was making an educated guess, Sure, but it took some time to test it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think people who are listening going, but I haven't worked with anybody yet. I haven't done any speaking. And I I just know I have a passion for this topic. I always say you are your perfect client,
2: Mm -hmm. right?
1: You're a couple of steps ahead of them. But if you think about what took you to where you are today, you're actually your perfect client. And then as you're working with more and more people and you're speaking to more and more audiences, more will be revealed. Exactly. And there will be this little pull on your heart to be like, wait, I need to talk more about this, or this really is inspiring. And I love talking about this. And so it, it will evolve naturally. Pay attention. It will evolve naturally. Um, you just have to give yourself the permission to evolve and go to that next level. Because every time we go to that next level that whole ego thing, imposter syndrome, it all creeps in. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think we get to a point where we're like, okay, I see you. This is good. I'm challenging myself. I'm taking myself to that next level. And that's not a bad thing. Um, But I think as your business evolves and your expert positioning changes a little bit, uh, it just means that you're experiencing more or have experienced more and you have more to say about something else. And that's totally fine. That's totally fine. Um, I think it's one of the joys of being an entrepreneur because we get to pivot uh, and we're not boxed in and And that's always a lovely thing. So, yeah. yeah, um, so I hope after this, everybody can understand the weight that we put in Module one of our speak framework. Um our expert positioning statement is no joke. The exercise is for real. Yeah. Um, it's purposeful. It's intentional. Uh, because it does breed all of these things that we've been talking about. Um, I think the overarching component of the expert positioning statement and the value that it brings is the confidence and the clarity uh, that our speakers gain from going through that exercise. So I love talking about this with you. I know know when you were a student of the speaker lab, this was quite the exercise for you. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I think it's because you're so intentional about anything that you do. And so being who you are, you were very intentional about it, which is a good thing. Um, because now you love it and you okay. like to say it. So that's important. Um, so if you're struggling with positioning yourself as an expert, we are here for you. We yeah. are here for you. Go check out the dot and book a strategy call and find out how we can help you create a phenomenal expert positioning statement for the foundation of your business. Michelle, you're awesome. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. All right, everybody. Have a great day.
0: Here at The Speaker Lab, we pride ourselves on the amazing caliber and diversity of our coaching team. In addition to decades of experience in building a speaking business, each of our coaches has a unique specialty ranging from self-discovery to executive leadership, to spirituality, to marketing, to writing, and more. And so whatever path you want to forge as a speaker, you can find someone with the experience and wisdom to guide you on our coaching team. If you've ever thought about working with our incredible team, it is a great time to take the next step. So I want you to head to The Speaker speakerlab.com slash corner. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash corner to learn more. Also, if you enjoyed today's podcast, our podcast is full of similar coaches, corners, episodes, interviews with incredible professional speakers, and so much more. So I want you to check it out over at thespeakerlab.com slash podcast. Finally, got a huge favor to ask of you. I want you to leave us a rating or review for this show. We read every single one of them. Helps other speakers find valuable free resources that they can also use to build their speaking careers. And thanks as always for listening and we'll see you next time.